All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Infinite Fringe. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, you know the deal. And we have a second one here in 2023. We're rolling in the right direction, ladies and gents, you know? And I and I tried to get this gentleman on in the first, I mean in 2022, towards the end of the year. My fault, not his. Okay, that, that didn't happen. But here he is, ladies and gents, the very first time his maiden voyage on the infinite fringe and uh and of course uh you guys know him if you if you tune into america unplugged or david knight part of voltron ladies and gentlemen which is uh tony arterburn myself and don jeffries kenzie this man right here he'll form the head guard goldsmith is here ladies and gentlemen mrc tv doing his thing what's up sir greetings billy ray good to see you what's going on hey thanks for the invite man you know i mentioned to you earlier it's an honor it's great it's good to feel like Voltron coming in with the different parts or all coming together to form the giant Megatron. Uh, it's it's great to be here, man. Uh, I guess you might describe it. We're, we're like the fraternal fraternal order of freedom fighters. Right, right, right. right. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm the infinite fringe. <laughs> I'm, I'm from I, I come from the professional wrestling world. Right. That's what I did before I got into this. Um, and uh it's all about, you know, uh, uh, you know, having some type of hook, you know, having a, a gimmick kind of. Um, and I, lo I love the names. I love the nickname. I give everybody freaking nicknames. So, yeah, it's Billy the Kid and, and Voltron. That, that that was given to us. I didn't even come up with that. Or neither yeah, the that's really right. Good. Yes. What's, what's I up? remember somebody. I don't know who it was who did right. that, but I love that. I yeah, love that dope. idea. So as soon as I saw that in the chat, like it was it was. Uh, all of us were doing a show together and they called us Voltron. So as soon as I saw yeah. that, I'm like, that's it. We're, we're Voltron. <laughs> we're sticking. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, when you mentioned uh, when you mentioned Tony Arterburn, of course, you know, he's a wise wolf, gold and silver, the wisest of the wolves, uh, the great, the legendary Don Jeffries. Right, right, right. Yeah, it always gets me charged up. And you're right. You know, there's there's a there's a, a certain comfortable feeling every time I, you know, I hear you with the guys and stuff or I talk to you. It's like, yeah. I'm with a brother. Again, it's the brotherhood. It's the fraternal brotherhood. It's the brotherhood of the fringe. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all of it. Guard Goldsmith, he's here today. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about what you do, sir? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So most of my work can be found um, working with the MRC TV people. That's the Media Research Center. And uh, I usually do about three or four articles a week for them uh at mrc tv which is one of the branches of the media research center they've got nas and nss uh nsc news or cns news there's cns news 
there's uh, the MRC itself, then there's MRC TV. And so I'm at MRC TV and I do videos and, and articles for them. And then um, I also had started something called Liberty Conspiracy on YouTube, but then I put mm. it on pause because everybody was getting banned from YouTube and everything. <laughs> right. And yeah, so I put that over on BitChute and I put it over on Rumble and I started it back up again and uh, have been going strong at Rumble, BitChute and Odyssey. And just last week started our first show on Wednesday at Rockfin. Thanks to your help. Thanks to David Knight's help. And of course, especially because I got to do some fill-ins for David Knight because of, he's been so gracious and it's been right. such a blast. So uh, I do fill-ins for David Knight now. And I've got Gardner Goldsmith at Substack, which uh, people can subscribe to that too. And uh, yeah, and then I got fiction. I used to do script writing. So I've got fiction that's out there on Amazon. So you can just look me up and yeah, I've got a couple novels that are supposed to come out, but they got delayed by COVID um, by quite a while. So that's pretty much where things stand. Just Liberty Conspiracy and uh, the Substack, Gardner Goldsmith Substack stuff. Yeah. And, and Rossman, Liberty Conspiracy. Yeah. Liberty Conspiracy will also be over on freeworld.fm. And what I'm going to do is for all of you listening, we now have a landing page. I'm going to put it in the description. Uh, go check it out, sign up, just put in your email. Uh, it's, it's not going to cost you anything except for like a few seconds to put in your email. And uh, we will let you know about further developments when we're going to launch and the whole deal. So guard Goldsmith is going to join us there. It's going to be fun. All right. Yeah. It's going to be so, great, man. You're really setting it up. Well, this is awesome. It, it's taking a long time. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing guard, but I'm trying to figure well, it out. I remember, um, I remember when you mentioned the name freeworld.fm, uh, you know, a couple months ago, I was like, yeah, smart. That's awesome. And it's just been, it's been so smooth from, uh, you know, I know you've been, you've been working hard on all sorts of stuff in, in your life and we don't right. see, you know, even a, a tenth of what you've got going on in your personal life and all the different things that you're researching and stuff and the, the yeah. projects you're working on, the studies you're doing. But from, from my, my standpoint, man, it's been super smooth and it looks really good at freeworld.fm is just, uh, it's great. So I hope people will go there and check it out and get ready for the launch. And in the meantime, sign up and then ask friends, get a couple friends, get them over there too. It's going to be round the clock. Great, great stuff from so many good people. I'm, uh, you know, I mean, you just mentioned Charlie Robinson the other day. I was like, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, man. <laughs> awesome. Right. Shouts to the brother, Charlie Robinson, man. No, freeworld.fm it's happening, you know, and it's, it's going right. to, it's hopefully it'll be a home for us of, of similar minds. Um, there are going to be a lot of different opinions, of course, but I mean, it's, it's just along the same trajectory with the way we think and, and to be allowed to speak and be allowed to say what we need to say, regardless, right. Of, of the platform. Yeah. And, and it's a yeah. platform for us, by us, right. It's, it's from us, uh, for us, right. Which is not, you know, we can't say that about too many platforms out there. You know, it's, they're not for us. This is different. This is like made for us. Let's see if we can pull it off. I mean, it'll definitely launch. Let's see what happens after that. Well, gee, man, you know, I was really hoping maybe the FBI might offer a couple million bucks to like stifle what we <laughs> say. Uh, what a what a great future that would hold for us, huh? All right. <laughs> wait, wait. Maybe Merrick Garland can get in touch. Yeah. Let's go. Merrick Garland would be like, look, I want you to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, guard. Let's get into it without further ado. There's a couple of topics that we really want to hit, right? And you yeah. wanted to talk about tr Trump and the bump stocks. And I want to, I want to get to that. That's really important. I want sure. people to see uh, the, the deception that's been placed in front of us in, in regards to this guy and what he does and, and, and what he 
claims to do, which are two very different things. I also want to talk about, well, I want to start off by talking about um, what's going on in Brazil. I want to talk a little bit about the Speaker of the House. And I want to talk about um, um, robots being given consciousness, apparently. This continues to come up. I want your thoughts on it. But let's go to Brazil first. So Bolsonaro lost the election, right? At least it's it's that's the mainstream narrative, right? Yeah. And um, what's going on now is literally a, a, a replica of what happened in January 6th here in the Capitol after Donald Trump uh lost of the election wherever you stand on it meaning the people or your self-guard you can tell us what you think about all of that regardless um the capital was stormed by people right and of course there were tons of people out there it's not very black and white it's it's somewhere in the middle what actually went down there i think most of the people that were there on january 6th were largely peaceful people i think they were deceived and that's just me but i think they were peaceful overall was a small group of people that were not peaceful, right? And I don't believe it was Antifa. I believe it were the, it was people there that were not peaceful that thought they were going to take back uh, the government and they thought they were fighting on behalf of good because of a lot of psyops that have been going on, in my opinion. Now this is happening in Brazil with Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro is, is, uh, is, uh, has built himself as the Trump of Latin America. There's a lot of similarities between Bolsonaro and Trump. But the biggest similarity is Cambridge Analytica, the SCL group, both being responsible for uh, catapulting the campaigns of each candidate into the positions that they held for however long. Right. So this is why I think, Art, something's up here. Right. Like, and and um, I could be very wrong. It, it could just be the copycat effect. You know, and and uh, and Bolsonaro has done a really good job at copying Trump uh, for whatever reason. Right. So this could be just a, a byproduct of that. Or could yeah. this be a larger and this is my conspiratorial mind uh, going off right now. But could this be a larger thing? Could this be something bigger? Could this be some type of experiment being run on the people to see what they can get us to do? Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, because as the SEL group in Cambridge Analytica, specialized in culture creation in in um in molding perception for political purposes you know this is what they did openly throughout the world right and they yeah. did that through social media they did that by infiltrating the mind of the people so what's different here why is this going on in your opinion go ahead give me something well, you know, when I saw that they were storming the Capitol, I thought of you immediately and I knew we were going to be chatting because I wanted to get your opinion. on it. Because <laughs> I, 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 you know, yeah, I honestly don't quite know how to assess this because there's so many vectors you could follow on this. Uh, and I, I think I'm going the vector that you're following, the path that you're following. So you got the machete. We're going through the jungle. You know, we'll be, I'll, I'll be behind you as that giant ball is rolling and we're trying to escape from the temple with the, you know, the five, 10 pound weight, the yeah, idol. For but, real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, and Belloc will come later. Ah, there's nothing that you can take that I can. Anyway. I got to um, show you something later. I'm, okay, oh, I cool. You already, yeah. but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. All right, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's very, very tricky. Um, and honestly, I don't know how to assess the Brazil thing because there are so similar, there are so many similarities and look, you're absolutely right about Cambridge Analytica and, um, and you've got some great information that you can impart to people about that because each side 
so-called side and whether or not they're really on different sides remains right. in question. Um, but they parlay these different forces and different um, communication specialists to be able to get their information out there. So it's really possible that a large number of these people down there in Brazil uh, who are in favor of Bolsonaro um, went out and storm this capital, honestly thinking that they're going to change something, that they're going to show some sort of dissatisfaction. Maybe most of them don't think they're going to get a change. Um, maybe they're just trying to show their dissatisfaction so that later they can parlay that into some sort of political power. But it seems to me that these people are desperate. And I mean, there there's like over a million people that went down there and protested at various times on various days. There have been a lot of people there. So the question is whether or not this is being driven by forces like forces that look like they were involved with the January 6th stuff. And even when you split up the January 6th story, you say to yourself, OK, how much of that was Donald Trump and some of the people involved with his side and how much of that was the Democrats utilizing Donald Trump and then using that in a chess game to say, oh, we got you. We got you in our trap, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and I don't I really don't know how to how to express that. David Knight has said it on many times. He was saying it before people were going, don't go. It's Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Right. You got a fish head, you know, like, don't right. go. And um, so down there, we know Bolsonaro, uh, he was very much against a lot of the World Health Organization uh, mandates and, and, and ideas. Right, right. Yeah. Um, however, his replacement, the guy who got elected, even though he doesn't seem to be part of the deep state, um, for example, he is in favor of Julian Assange and doesn't want extradition for Julian Assange. So I don't know how to assess him. But he does seem much more collectivist and much more open to the World Economic Forum stuff. He has he has ties with them. So it seems to me that these people could be used very easily. And I don't think they're going to get any result out of it other than expressing some of their frustrations. And then when all is said and done, it's going to consolidate power for the government. They're going to come up with new rules blocking protest and cracking down on so-called dissidents, and it'll be a mirror of what we saw in the U.S. Wow, well, that's exactly what's going on, man, unfortunately. And, but, I, I, you know, um, I just um, finished uh, reaching out to a friend, Neil Sanders, over in the U.K., who, who was the one who uh, put me onto Cambridge Analytic. And I'm like, what's going on here? What are you thinking about all of this? Uh, what's going on in, in Brazil right now? And he mentioned just one name. He just said Steve Bannon. Yeah. And I'm like, please explain. <laughs> and I'm waiting for him to get back to me on this. But uh, Steve Bannon was instrumental in Cambridge and 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 instrumental in uh, in the Trump administration. Well, not necessarily administration, but in, in getting him elected. You know, yeah. um, and uh, he is friendly with uh, Bolsonaro. And and you know, he these it's it's a group of these people, right? The, the traditionalist brand of of the far right. I don't even know how to divide that, to be honest with you, how, how to, how to split that up. And, and right, right. but, uh, they, Steve Bannon is literally a, a, a chaos magician. If you get down to, to the, to the core of it garden, I know it sounds crazy, right? But he's admitted this himself. He wants 
order out of chaos, right? He studied Madame Blavatsky. He's done this. You know, this, this, these are things that he has, he has exposure to and is receptive to these ideas, right? And here's what we're seeing. And, and he's kind of gotten his way, even though Trump is no longer in office and Bolsonaro is no longer in office, but he, he managed to push himself and his, his ideas into the mainstream of the world and not just America. He, he managed to do this. You know, what do you think about Steve Bannon and his influence over, over these events? Yeah, again, I'm behind you and you got the machete because it's Steve Bannon. I keep questioning. Okay, so here, let me, this is what I've, I've sort of wanted to ask you. So we know that they were involved with Cambridge Analytica. My question is inside my mind, and so I'll, I'll sort of expose it to you. My question is, we know that people who work in political circles, whether they're political advisors or they're PR people or anything like that, um, they, they might be working with organizations or coming up with ways to try to manipulate popular sentiment, but they might be doing it for purposes that they think are good. So, for example, right. yeah, on your state level, you might have somebody who it's his, it, you know, he's gotten into the career line of he helps people on campaigns. And most of the people that I know who work campaigns are kind of slippery, but some of them are very principled people. Right. And they really want to get to a point where they're going to affect some positive change. So my question is, in Connecting with Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica to try to change and mold public opinions, which is, you know, what George Soros does on his side. It's what the Center for American Progress does on their side. You know, it's there's some it's, it's what media it's what CNN does every right. second. It's on the air. Right. It's right. what MSNBC does. It's what they all do. Right. And they can't help it because they've got we're human beings. Everybody is subjective. We all have our biases and things like that. The the you know, at least people could just be honest and and rather than calling things the news or calling things facts, say, right. this is my opinion and these are the facts I've gathered. What right. do you think? Right. Mm -hmm. So so my question is, you know, how nefarious do I think Bannon is, even as he promotes chaos? Does he think that he's getting to some sort of, you know, pro freedom result? And I'll give you an example. You know, he's he's done really well in getting Naomi Wolf on talking about the results of these jabs, right? Mm -hmm. So the question is, is he doing that for some greater nefarious purpose to try to win people over and convince them that he's part of their movement and he's for freedom and against all this sort of stuff? Or is he I honestly, you know, earnestly bringing on somebody who herself has grown and changed from sort of a more left-wing so-called civil libertarian to actually coming closer more towards the libertarian side not completely yeah. but much more towards it she's been very anti-war for most of her life you know that sort of thing so i don't know i i it's i i'd really love to get your thoughts on it and and see what you think because when i see things like like oh you know uh brazil i say to myself you know, the CIA could be involved with that. Absolutely. And then I see a guy like Steve Bannon and I say, the CIA could be playing a double bluff here. Yeah. And yet, how far along are they going to do it? It's the same sort of accusations people level at uh, at Alex Jones now, right? right? You know, it's you say to yourself, 
well, I still go to Infowars. I still see good people there. Yeah. I'm seeing, you know, good reports. I'm seeing people honestly putting together things. But at the same time, I got to question Alex Jones, why he didn't stand up for free speech in the first place with the Sandy Hook thing. Just right. say, I can say whatever the hell I want to say. <laughs> Screw you. Right. Right. Whatever. You know, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. I can express my opinion. I can say, I don't think the sun comes up in the east. Sue me. Right. right? Oh, they did. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the problem. And then he screwed up, you know. So the question is, did he intentionally screw up? I don't know. It's, it's, it's these sorts of things are very, very hard to figure out. But I think, I think as far as the practical outcome of this goes, yeah. Um, right now, practically, what I'm seeing Steve Bannon put out there is complementary towards exposing some bad guys. Right. But I always hold in the back of my mind, okay, be careful. You know, take what you can get. It's sort of like when I go to InfoWars. I'll take what I can get. I'll check out the information. And then I'm going to have to say, hey, you know, Alex, I think, you know, I don't know if you were always tied in all along the way, but I think you took some missteps here and there. So I got to step away for a little bit, you right. know. So, you know, you know, same sort of thing with the January 6th support. You say, you know, I really like so many of the people there. I think a lot of people got suckered. Maybe the Brazil thing is the same sort of thing. You know, um, you bring up a lot of, of very valid points, especially about Steve Bannon. I am not a fan, right? I'm not a fan of Steve Bannon. I'm not a fan of Alex Jones. I used to be, uh, but I'm, right. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of him. I know uh, through, you know, Tony and, 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 you know, some others that there are good people that work there yeah. that, that, um, that truly, even though I may disagree with them, that truly believe the narrative that they're putting forth. Now, by listening to David Knight, David Knight came on the show here on the fringe. You can go back and listen to that, or you could just tune into uh, one of the broadcasts. It's, it's, uh, he, he paints a picture of, of Alex sometimes uh, favoring the ratings and the money over the truth. And I can believe that because I've yeah. seen it. I thought about it, but then you get confirmation from somebody that was there. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, um, regardless of that, I think there's a lot of sensationalism that comes out of, of Infowars, uh, a lot of things that can't be proven. But before it wasn't like that, I got to a point where I didn't look up stuff from Infowars anymore because every time I looked it up, it was right. Every yeah. single time it was right. Yeah. You know, right. so I'm like, oh, and, 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 and shame on me because. I became complacent, you know, and I'm like, oh, he, you know, Alex got this. If Alex is reporting it, it must be true. And yeah, that, yeah. that changed, right? So yeah. Steve Bannon, I, I've I've never been a fan of, but I think you're right when you say that sometimes, or or may I don't know, like this guy is is very difficult to crack, but I think sometimes he puts out stuff because he really believes it. I think I think he's I think he really believes that the vaccine is a problem, right? Mm -hmm. But who did he push into office? Right, exactly. Right. And he yeah. did and, and yeah. that's the thing, he's not pointing out the fact that all of this stuff, all of the January 6th stuff, all of the vote stuff, it was all facilitated by the guy he supported getting in there. Right. He doesn't he doesn't go forward and actually address the problem of the fact that Trump had no constitutional power to issue an emergency anything on March 13th, 2020. And, and this is 
these are some core problems that are very easily addressed. And, it, you know, maybe he hasn't really thought that much about it, but it should stare him in the face. How close do you have to be to the guy who did this to start the ball ball rolling for these <laughs> ballots being said? I mean, you know, do you have to be a, free, a Siamese twin to the dude to say like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, right. dude, I see now, you know. Right. You know, right. No. And, you know, maybe somebody could call him up again. I want to give him a pass a little bit. And you know, I want to be I don't want to, like, attack him. But maybe somebody could call him up and say, hey, man, you know, I've, I've listened to you on and off. And I just want to get this straight. Like, could you talk to me about how you feel about the Constitution, Trump's sworn oath, you supposedly being a conservative? And yet all the stuff, the yarn that just unraveled starting in early 2020 and yeah. leading to January 6th. Come on, man. So I, I'm way past that. I'm not trying to give him a pass. I'm trying to attack yeah. him, right? Yeah. I'm trying to put my foot on his throat and say, okay, now tell me what's going on now. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, now, that's, because that's this is, I like that. That's right? a good approach, man. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, um, I'm, and, and I don't mean that literally, guys. You know, I mean that, you know, in, a, yeah. in an information type of way. Um, but, um, but, but I'm, I'm past that with, with Steve Bannon at, I, I I think some of the stuff that he's done is indefensible. And I think that he is a traitor to this country. Plain that and simple. Like it's, that's a, it was a military grade mind control. The SEL group, Cambridge Analytica, yeah. This, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and turned it on the American people for his own purposes. And that's uh, yeah. inexcusable. Inexcusable. Yeah, and you, you, gotta, you know, there are all these factions that keep going for the money grabs too. Right. right you know, right, right. I mean, you look at Flynn and what those guys are doing, and it's money grab while setting yourself up for a future having a name in a certain region of American thought and possibly having political clout. Right. And Bannon's just like that. He's yeah. exactly like that. And, you know, they're they're in a way, I mean, they're 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 grifters in a way. But again, oh, yeah. you know, even using that, you say to yourself, I've seen people who don't realize that they're grifters. Right. I've seen people because the system operates in a certain way, they get on those tracks. They get right, right on. They might not be in, in, you know, in the in the uh, dining car, but they're on the train. I think they they can do something positive that way. I, right. And I right. don't know whether it's nefarious or or not, you know. But uh, yeah. Well, it's just something to keep in mind. This popped off yesterday, I think it was. I'm not sure. We're recording this. What's today's date? I am so lost. January 9th, we're recording this with Guard. Um, so I don't know if it happened yesterday or the day before, but but uh, it's all over the news now uh, uh, yeah. of what, what went down in Brazil. And I just the, the parallels are, are too much to ignore. The, this yeah, is, yeah. Is, especially if you have eyes to see, like if, if you're privy to the information from before, you know, and 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 you know how January 6th came about and who the players were, then you're like, wait a minute. There's a lot of the same players over there in Brazil. You know, yeah. a lot of the same names will come up if you start researching, you know, and it's like, wow, what is going on? And and have they yeah. been yeah. successful in manipulating a sector of the population to do what it is they wanted them to do? Like, is it just one big experiment? How do we manipulate the minds of the people of Earth to get them to step right and then left and then right again and then left again if we want them to? You know, and, and this it. is what it this is. It looks like that to me, you know, even though it, 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 this is just my theory. I'm, I'm not sure. But that's the yeah. way it looks, given some of the circumstantial evidence. 
Closing words on this guard before we move on. Well, uh, there is one thing that I, I should mention uh, about this, Billy Ray, is that, you know, I, I talked about when I was doing the, the tech tests for the uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on, on uh, for Liberty Conspiracy on Rockfin. Um, I talked about the idea that people really got upset because they didn't think there was a, a so-called free and fair election. Right. And you were, we're seeing the same frustration right. among so many people in Brazil. And this isn't to criticize people who believe in the concept of free and fair elections. But as a libertarian anarchist, what I try to uh, always sort of bring up, at least in a soft way, is just philosophically. And, you know, you're, I'm probably not going to get any constructive uh, changes out of expressing this. But I, I, I feel it's my obligation uh, philosophically to mention that. If you're voting for a person to run the government, the government is imposed on people. It, it's not voluntary. I didn't sign up for this. You didn't sign up for this. It is imposed on us. If it were voluntary, it wouldn't be a government. It wouldn't be a polis, right. technically speaking. Mm -hmm. it, it would be a, a business contract, a voluntary business contract. And we could withdraw from it at any time and say, no, I don't want to pay you anymore. Right. right? Now, people say, well, you can just move someplace else. Well, that's like saying you can move from one slave plantation to another because you're surrounded <laughs> by slave plantations. Yeah, you're right. not going to get away. So Fantastic. philosophically, yeah. Right. So in my philosophy classes, I would tell the kids and be like, look, there's a concept called the right to exit. The harder it is to exit, the less the, the less optimal your options are where you might go. You really don't. You're not giving your tacit approval by staying just because you were thrust here when you were born doesn't mean you accept anything. Even the Constitution doesn't mm. mean I, I am forced or obligated to accept any frigging thing that yes. one of those people wants to throw down my throat. I'm an individual and I can make my own decisions. And just my presence here doesn't mean that I accept it. It's like, oh, I live in the I live in Queens. And all of a sudden, you know, we got a 1970s mafia guy coming in telling me that he's going to run my business for me. You know, right, it's like, right. no, I'm sorry. Screw you. Right? <laughs> right. Just because I'm here doesn't mean that you run things. So. So when we talk about free and fair elections, you know, we've been raised with the idea of, well, this is the peaceful way to change the government. This is the way that we respect our neighbors. How is it respectful of your neighbor to say, if I get a gang that can represent 51 percent, you better do what the hell I tell you to do. And of course, that's where Aristotle said, you got to have a constitution that limits the government. But even the constitution is written by people. Of course. And right. even that is imposed on us. I didn't sign the constitution, right, right. you know, and the guys who signed it can only sign it for themselves. They couldn't sign it for anybody else because if they were signing it for somebody else, that would be a business transaction. And those other people would have to give their explicit consent you are signing it for me and nobody else. Every single person alive then would have had to have given their explicit consent. So this is just philosophical. But when I hear people talk about free and fair elections, I'm, I'm saying to myself, to what are you leading? To control of a polis, to control of other people's lives. If you say, well, I want elections to be fair, elections lead to unfairness. That's the point, because they lead to control of an unfair system, which is called the state. And, and just to, to sort of finalize, I do think that there are some people who try to get people elected because they think those people will reduce the size and burdens 
of the government on right. on themselves or their neighbors. So, you know, I, I say this understanding that many people do try to vote that way. You look at a guy like Thomas Massey. I mean, he's a really cool guy, you know, mm-hmm. and um, uh, my friend, my friend, Glenn Jacobs, he got elected to office. Kane? Over Knox. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kane. Yeah. Is your yeah, friend? You know about wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he used to live about uh, 25 minutes away from me. We met at a conference. We, I used to go to his house and stuff. And he's a good great. guy. He'd come to my house and everything. And he's, he's a great, great guy. Really, really decent person. And um, <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah. It's Kane to me. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He'll you always know, be Kane. So, yeah. And, and, you know, the funny thing about that dude was that <laughs> it's actually really funny, Billy Ray. When I met What's him, that? it was uh yeah, I was at this libertarian thing. I was going to be speaking at this uh, um, Free State Project thing, and, and Glenn was scheduled to speak, too. He was going to be speaking about inflation and, and central banking and stuff like that. And just a, a brilliant, brilliant man, super brilliant. Yeah. And um, so uh, I was in the hallway at, at the, the, the hotel, like the lobby, and it was packed with people. And everybody kept coming up to me, and they're like, oh, Kane wants to meet you. Kane, and I was like. I hadn't followed wrestling since like George the Animal Steel was right, doing right, right. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I didn't, I didn't know anybody named Kane. I was like, Kane who? You know, I <laughs> thought like there was a last name or whatever. And they're like, you know, Kane. Kane, I'm like, come on, what's wrong? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know who you're right. talking about. Like, you know, Kane. So then they, they go, he's down the ha- he's down the hallway. So I'm six four, and Glenn is probably six eleven or se- almost seven feet tall, and right. um. Yeah. So when I'm in a crowd, I'm generally about like other people, the tops of other people's heads are about like here for me. Yeah. yeah, most, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I can see over most people. So it was, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I look down the hall and I'm seeing over everybody's head like it's an Except ocean. Except for that guy. <laughs> yeah. And there's a boom and it's Glenn's head and it's coming towards me. And he comes over and he shakes my hand. It's like that Saturday Night Live skit where Superman's shaking hands with people. Right. He grabs my hand and he goes, guard. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it was wicked man it was so funny That's but we awesome. became fast friends like immediately he's a, he's a really good guy but again so there so there's a great example glenn is a pro-liberty guy yeah and he you know he he understands that government is imposed on people and he he you know he he talked to me about this he's like i don't know man you know running for office and stuff like that it's it's a tricky thing because you know that you're running something that is forcibly taking people's money, but can you stop it? Can you control it? Can you reduce it? I don't know. You know. Anyway, that's yeah. all I have to say about free and fair elections. Uh, no, that's just, dope. Go ahead. Yeah, finish okay. up your point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. It's it's just that it's just that uh, the state is the state is not a fair entity in any way. If it were fair, it wouldn't be a state. It would be a business because then people would actually be able to consent. That was excellent. Excellent. Oh, Very well nice. put. That was incredible. And uh, tell Mr. Jacobs that um, I really liked his work as Isaac Yankum DDS. He'll know exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dentist. <laughs> I was so bad, but I loved it anyway. All right. All right. Let's talk about a couple more things before we get up out of here. That ate up a lot of time. Um, yeah, sure, man. I want to talk. All right. Listen, I. What happened with Kevin McCarthy? What what the hell was that? Like, I mean, I, I got to tell you, like, I, I, I was new to this. Like, I'm like, okay, this is the first time it's ever happened, apparently, in 150 years or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it right. went past the first round of, of voting uh, somebody into Speaker of the House, right? It went yeah. freaking 16, I think, or 15 rounds before they actually let him in. Matt yeah. Gates decides yeah. to freaking uh, 
uh, nominate Donald Trump for the <laughs> it was a circus show, in my yes. opinion. Uh, yeah, Bobart was was was, um, was uh, arguing with Sean Hannity. It was crazy. I was like, what is yeah. going on here? Um, what happened? What 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 did they gain out of? Did anything get, was anything gained? What what in your uh, yeah, assessment, you know, what did you think? Yeah, I, I again, I want to ask you. I was thinking about it uh, earlier this morning, you know, and then I kept getting that song by uh, by Kiss in there, Christine, sixteen, <laughs> and that that song always bothered me because I'm like, those guys are adults talking about a sixteen year old girl. <laughs> Shut up, man. But anyway, you know, because I was, I'm, you know, how many years younger than those guys? But anyway, uh, yeah, right. um, but. Uh, now, who was it? Tone Loke who sampled that? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Tone Loke. Good call. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, year. yeah. So, so my my deal on that is, I originally I was going to be kind of cynical about it because my my position on on the on the state, my default is always you know give it the finger, like Danko mm -hmm. Jones would say, right? Right. But I gotta say. And, and and in the long run, I don't think anything is really going to improve. Right. However, I I do think I I do I do have to say I looked up some stuff. Uh, where is it? Um, the concessions over at Zero Hedge. Mm -hmm. uh, here are the concessions McCarthy had to make for Skip. There okay. are a couple things that might change something. They have they have a stipulation now that they can't just bring up an omnibus without actually bringing up each bill okay so that's interesting mm -hmm. so they have to have a vote on each separate bill i believe so um then they've got okay yeah one it will only take a single congressperson acting in what is known as a jeffersonian motion to move to remove the speaker if he or she goes back on their word or policy agenda now that's see that's really a pyrrhic victory for those people who were opposed to him or, or held it up because even if that one person does ask for a vote to remove the speaker they're not going to win right? right so really all, all it just allows them to grandstand that's basically all uh and to make a point to their constituents oh i opposed them on this but you're not going to get right. rid of the speaker um mm -hmm. so then it has a church style committee like the 70s will be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other government organizations. Well, the church committee facilitated FISA. Right, man. Good luck and, and with by that. The way, this is something, yeah, yeah. And this is something that, I, that I'd love to bring out to people uh, just because um, they, I, I often hear from people, it's like, well, you know, FISA has been misread and it, it allows the government to, to uh, spy on foreigners, but not Americans. They can't spy on Americans. It's against the Fourth Amendment. Well, so is spying on foreigners. There's no provision <laughs> in the Constitution unless they've declared war to spy on anybody. It doesn't right, matter right. whether they're spying on a dog in Alaska. They're not able to do it. They don't have the power. And right. then, of course, we go with the moral thing, which is even if the Constitution said they could, it still wouldn't be moral. Right. Right. right? So right. we supersede the Constitution with deeper human morals. Then they have, um, anyway, they're not going to get anything out of that. <laughs> then they have term limits. Yeah, term limits will be put up for a vote. Okay, great, whatever. And, you know, maybe we'll see who voted for or against term limits. Um, bills presented to Congress will be single subject. This is the one I think could be interesting. Tell me about not, it. Um, 
yeah, not like I'm an expert, you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to go have a peanut butter sandwich for lunch. I'm like some, but this is my, my view on it. Bills presented to Congress will be single subject, not omnibus with all the attendant earmarks. And there will be a 72 hour minimum period to read them. Mm. So interesting. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, the Texas border plan will be put before Congress from the Hill. The four-pronged plan aims to complete physical border infrastructure, fix border enforcement policies, enforce our laws in the interior, and target cartels and criminal organizations. Okay. As I've mentioned before, you might have heard me talk about this, Billy Ray. The word immigration isn't in the federal constitution. Mm. It's a state purview, and it was in 1872 that a really bad Supreme Court ruling called Chai Lung v. Freeman just invented the federal power over immigration. Mm. And, and so I've had conversations with Pat Buchanan about this, with J.D. Hayworth about this, with uh, Tom Tancredo about this. We sort of debated it when I was doing a radio show here, and they all admit because I go through the whole thing and, I, and I'll do a present. In fact, if we if we ever get together and stuff like that, I'll give you all the documents and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Cool. And um, yeah. Um, um, so when we get together. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, if you look at, for example, uh, the Alien and Sedition Act, 1798, when they had the Sedition Act and they had the Alien Act, the Sedition Act was you can't criticize President John Adams, but you can't criticize Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. Because so Thomas Jefferson writes the Kentucky Resolutions. Kentucky Resolution number four stipulates, he says very clearly, he says alien friends on the soil of any of the states are under the control of those states. Uh, they're under the, the laws of those states, right. not the federal government. Mm -hmm. And um, and in 1869, when Texas entered the Union, they had their own Bureau of Immigration. So why would they write in their own Bureau of Immigration in the Texas Constitution if it was a federal purview to control the borders? The reason right. they did was because it wasn't a federal purview. And if you talk to local cops, they'll tell you, like, no, the feds keep getting in our way. We know where these guys are. So and then on an economic front, we can talk about immigration later. But this this point about the Texas border plan, just, you know, it it just shows that these people. If, if you could have a conversation with these people and just say, look, let's go through what the Constitution actually says. They have power over naturalization, not immigration. It's how you become a citizen, not whether foreigners can be here. Well, maybe maybe you could convince one or two of them. But I, I literally, you know, I'm talking with earnest, decent people. Pat Buchanan, Tom Tancredo, great guys. You know, J.D. Yeah. Hayworth, nice guys, you know. And I mean, Pat's a really great guy. He's so funny. Tom Tancredo, super nice guy. And they all admit, they're like, well, yeah, you're right. And then they go, but, and then they just continue with the yeah. federal concept. They're like, I thought you guys were interested in smaller government. I thought you were interested in federalism. What happened? Right. You know? So anyway, then they've got COVID mandates will be ended as will all funding for them. Mm. Well, okay. Um, that's good. And then budget bills will stop the endless increases in the debt ceiling and hold the Senate accountable for the same. Well, they've tried that before. And it's, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I'm, so I'm anyway, not very yeah. optimistic about that, you know, um, but as far as, you know, um, uh, the powers of the federal government and how people just continue to abide by them, I think, you know, somebody like a Pat Buchanan, and I've never met Pat, I've never spoken to Pat, right? But I think uh, this is just me um, trying to give an explanation to something that you've described. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it's just ingrained in the minds of most people 
that subscribe to or or research these ideas or are involved in the in the political spectrum you know they're just um it's 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 almost innate it's like yeah. common, like it's it's just the way to go so they, they anything that deviates from what they've been taught is dismissed largely like i mean <clears throat> i hate to say it like that but it's it's literally like you will present an idea and they'll acknowledge the idea but keep right on going down their path right whatever they think yeah or, you understand yeah. what i'm saying go ahead go ahead, go ahead. yeah do you think I, you know i'm curious about this billy ray do you think that part of it is like for me my default switched over or probably when I was like 10 or 11 years old, because I right. started debating with my teachers and arguing. I, I got to the point where I was like, no, you know, winning for the sake of winning is not getting you somewhere. You're not effectuating any positive change. And you're, you're again, you're getting on that train where you're just comfortable with the way that it's always gone. This is the mm -hmm. way we think it's got to go. We have these slogans. We've got this this constituency built up, these people. I, I sort of switched over. And um, and I, it seems like, you know, you're the a similar kind of person where you sort of say, no, I find more comfort in questioning those things and trying to stick to what's true. Right. And and I, I don't mean it as a, a criticism necessarily for those people who feel tradition and the flag and all these things. But I realize that there's a different dimension to it for me that I like more which right. is investigating these things, that sort of stuff. And I, I get that vibe from you uh, just having watched you before I even really met you. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's my kind of kindred spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think so. Guard. I think that's why we ended up here together because, you know, um, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's a constant evolution. How yeah. I feel right now is, I hope is not how I will feel a year from now or two years from now, you know, there's going to be a, 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 I would hope that there would be some type of growth or some type of change because it means that I'm being exposed to new ideas and I'm seeing things differently. If you stay in the same box and you stay with the same ideas and you're wrapped in the same echo chamber, you're not going to grow. It's not going to change. Your ideas will stay stagnant and you will believe whatever that realm wants you to believe. And I don't want to be there. So I, I, I want to keep moving, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, I'm not saying I'm the best at it. It's a, it's a marathon. And, and, you know, there are people that are way out in the front. I, I'd like to think that I'm somewhere in the middle trying to keep up, you know, that's, but, but, uh, but, but uh, I, I want to continue to grow and continue to learn new things and continue to have my ideas challenged, right? Whatever I'm yeah. thinking, well, that's wrong. Well, why, why is it wrong? You know, and then if I'm wrong, I'm just say, Hey, I am. And, I know you're the same way, Garden, and so many of the people that listen to the fringe still are are that way, and that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here together. I think. Um, we yeah, got two I got more plug topics free to world. hit. What's up? What's up, buddy? What's I, up? Yeah, I was gonna say I got to plug FreeWorld.fm again because that's what they're gonna hear even more of. You know, and again, hats off to you, man, because I know you worked really hard, and I'm yeah, psyched. Uh, it's really, really cool. I, I hope. I, I hope we can. I hope it pops off the way I want it to. You know. Yeah, let, let's see what develops. Everybody out there, please, please go sign up and, and just uh, um, you'll get you'll get, uh, you know, messages about what's going to what's going to go down and, and uh, when it's going to launch and everything. You know, we have a, a bunch of people lined up for shows and who, who knows who knows what else will happen. So just stay tuned. Two more things, Garden. I'm going to let you get up out of here, sir. I know you're a very busy man. OK, hey, no so problem. 
I want I want to end end with with bump stocks, right? But I want to talk to you about really quickly about the story on Drudge that I just saw, and it says scientists say uh, they're now actively trying to build conscious robots. Why, why would they do this if we can create a machine that will have consciousness on par with a human? This will eclipse everything else we've done. But you know that yeah. that that's the headline, and I know they like to yeah. sensationalize these things. But are they really this crazy guard? Like, <laughs> it's, it, have they not seen the Terminator? Like, I mean, it's really simple yeah. here, right? Like, let's yeah, not exactly. Have you not seen yeah, the Planet like, of the Apes? I mean, I'm just saying. Go yeah. ahead. Sir. No, yeah, that's it. All you ladies out there, just make sure you you're not named Sarah Connor. All right, For don't real. name your son John. <laughs> I mean. It, <laughs> I'm going to be, I, I swear, man, you know, and you know, the thing, thing about it is, right. is, you know, what they're saying is they're, they're going to build algorithms with enough feedback loops yeah. that they think this thing will be self-aware and functioning in a certain way. It right. still won't be self-aware at all. It's not going to be aware of anything. It will be given stimulus response, stimulus response in, in, in an ever- increasingly complex cascade of right. of computer programs of zeros and ones right that's what right. it is it's an electrical on off switch and and that's it you know so the the way that they portray this right is it's really just dependent on how well human beings build programs and all i can think of when i when i hear this is did you ever hear carnival 9 third impression by emerson lake and palmer the no, song. I like Emerson Lake and, and Palmer. Yeah, I never heard that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know the, you know the welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're yeah. so glad you. That's Carnival Nine's second impression or first second I'm impression part right two. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Carnival Nine third impression is this battle between mankind and computers. Oof. And. I, if you haven't heard it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you what happens. You got to hear it all the way to the end and wear headphones. That's all. All right. Cool. Say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That goes so, out to everybody out there. Also Emerson, Lake and Palmer. What album? Uh, it's brain salad surgery. Yeah. All right. So that's there the one go. that has uh Benny, the bouncer still, got you it. turn me on um, carnival nine and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, gotcha. It's, 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 it's the one that what the HR Geiger uh, did the cover. And it's I'm trying to cool. find it right now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So anyway, all I could think of is that, and then Doctor Who. On Doctor Who, they had probably the the greatest Doctor Who story ever written was Genesis of the Daleks, written by Terry Nation. They already had introduced the characters of the Daleks, these nemeses. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Found it. All right, so, go ahead, buddy. Oh man, it's so good. It's like that is like the culmination of all prog rock leading and and that is actually what led towards industrial and um it, it that sort of made the made the leap to gary newman doing cars right. and then gary newman and his influence and, and einstein zende newbauten and this other guy named fad gadget over in england on, and a song called collapsing new people mm. that led to industrial uh, like um, yeah yeah ministry heard front 242 changed their sound put out an album called twitch and then Trent Reznor was heavily influenced by Twitch 
And in fact, his first album, Pretty Hate Machine, sounds almost exactly like stuff from Twitch. Am I gotta go listen to Twitch? What what are you? Yeah, it's, God, it's great. Who are you? What the <laughs> hell is this? Like, yeah, I'll bring you on for a music show. I don't know nothing about Twitch. Oh, I gotta wait. go back and listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch has got some great stuff. In fact, I, I think it's Ministry's best album, and it came out after With Sympathy, which was more synth pop. And mm-hmm. Al Jorgensen was working with another guy. The other guy left, and Al Jorgensen doesn't really even acknowledge uh, with With Sympathy. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what's interesting is on uh, that has a song called Effigy on it, and Work for Love. Every day is Halloween. Uh, it has some good good songs, it's sort of darker for that sort of type of stuff, too. And some of it was produced by the drummer for the Psychedelic Furs, the first drummer, an amazing drummer named Vince Ely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, God bless Vince Ely. I hope he's doing OK. I know he was suffering from uh, cancer, but I think he's going to be OK. But anyway, yeah. So um, so Genesis of the Daleks. This is this reminds me of Genesis of the Daleks, Billy Ray. In, in Genesis of the Daleks and spoilers, everybody. The creator of the Daleks is this guy, Davros. They've brought the guy back. You know, he's, he's sort of a Moriarty to the doctor in a way. It's sort of like the master is. But um, he was genetically engineering uh, what they thought their race was going to become because they were mutating so much in this alien war. Yeah. And so they took the sort of human forms and they put them in these mechanical devices that were the Dalek shells. And um, they have lasers and all this stuff. But what they did was they manipulated their genetics such that they removed empathy and sympathy and pity, the ideas of like kindness. So they just became massive victory machines, just get victory no matter what. So in the end of that story, the Daleks are taking over and they're killing all the scientists who created them. Right. Mm. And the head scientist Davros is there and he says, those men can help you let them live have pity. And the Dalek turns to him and it says, pity. My vocabulary banks have no understanding of the word exterminate. And they just kill them all, you know? So anyway, hopefully the algorithms will uh, be a little better than what Davros came up with. (laughs) Quick question to close out on this subject, man. Um, Do you think humans are that? Do you think we are just, uh, what are the possibilities that we are just algorithms? You know, uh, the way you, the the way you, when you started um, describing it, yeah, I was like, Jesus, like it's, um, you know, uh, zeros and ones and and reactions. Yeah, 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 right. There there are some people, not me, but (laughs) there are some people that, that describe the human experience in that way. Some yeah, really smart yeah. people that yeah. that describe it in that way. I don't agree with them, but there are some people that do it. What do you, what do you think? You think that's a possibility? Well, you know, this is the thing. You know, I mean, you look at a guy like Richard Dawkins who thinks everything came around through some sort of chance and chaos and things like that. It's like, no, right. no, that's not right. Um, and uh, you know, even the Daleks had a creator. Yeah. You know, he was Davros in a chair, um, but. Uh, you know, it's very clear. You don't get something from nothing. Like when I teach uh, the philosophy classes to the students, I'm like, hey, you don't get physics from physics. That's, you know, that's circular. You get right. physics from metaphysics, right. which means you're getting something from beyond the solid. Right. So I think it's pretty clear that there was a mind behind this. I look at uh, that mind and I, then I recognize the historical precedence of Jesus. 
and finally, you know, come to understand that. And uh, it's like, oh, I get it. Okay. I see. Uh, yeah, I think so. you looking at the human body, you know, it's. I mean, if you just stop yeah. and take a look at maybe the ear or something or how the nose works or yeah, anything, you just it's it's there's intelligent design behind there. Like I mean, yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a crazy thing. But but they they are hell bent on creating, um, uh, you know, entities that that are quote unquote conscious. They're hell bent on doing this. Um, and they're going to be allowed to do, to try until they pull off something resembling consciousness. I don't think they can pull off consciousness because they don't know what it is. Admittedly, they have no idea what consciousness is or where no, it comes no. from or anything like that. They have no idea. So how are yeah. you going to replicate yeah. something that you don't know what it is? Good luck. But uh, yeah. they're going to try. They're going to continue to try. And I think they're going to create an atmosphere in which we are going to be pitted against these things at some point because like you said you know that they might be built you know with no pity with no empathy good luck you know and these are the things that they're going to use to police us most likely or to fight our wars right that's what they said that they're going to use these uh machines now to fight uh, in the military this is not yeah. a good thing it's a good thing if you think about the people not going to war but people are still gonna die and there's not going to be that appealing to the human uh to the soul right appealing appealing to the to the feelings of a human because this thing is not going to be human you understand yeah Closing you know hey well you know billy ray the other thing that gets me is humans humans are going to have to build these prototypes you know and mm -hmm. even if they think that the robots are going to be able to you know build themselves or replicate themselves and stuff it's still going to take people to yes. mine the ore and they're not going to be able to create but what gets me is it makes me think about how the defense department used to be called the the war department right, right. The, the department of war and and it's so much easier to for politicians and the corporate entities that want the money from the government to call it defense right and get people working to undermine their own freedoms to to threaten themselves right. with surveillance satellites and spying and bombs and drones. I mean, eventually they're going to have drone swarms that are going to come in waves with explosives. And even if you put up walls, the first waves are going to come in to blow the walls or, you know, pour something on there to, to destroy the walls. And the next waves are going to come in and they're going to, they're, they're, you know, look at, they developed a stinking virus that, that, that killed a bunch of people. How many right. thousands of people, how many millions of people? And then they developed the, the, the jabs which also are vectors of death. It's like, and they supposedly, you know, they did it with the Defense Department approval. They did it under DARPA. They did it with, uh, with applications for patents that are connected and protected through, you know, they're, they're going out and, and blocking stuff out. They're redacting things because under the Department of Defense, they, don't, they, they can say, oh, we're not going to show you these things. For, for the for the 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 injections the mrna injections you say to yourself who who are you protecting yeah. you know so I, it it blows my mind to think about how they can get the populace and corporations and so on can sell this stuff in a way to say we're doing it for your good right 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 you know it's not it's crazy and, and and that's how they get us to uh to accept these things yeah. you know it's 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 part of uh it's part of the way that these things are are 
are eased into our lives, right? Our lifestyle. Yeah. And, and they get us to accept it. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's marketing. You know what I mean? And these people are geniuses of it. Okay. Yeah. Guard, one last thing. You wanted to talk about the bump stocks. I want to hear it. You wrote up stuff oh, yeah. for MRC TV about it. Let me tell tell me something. Sure. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go quick, man. And and uh, you don't by need the way, to go raise, quick. Take your time. Go ahead. Do what right, you need cool. to do. Raise raise the toast of water to you, man. If I were having lunch with you right now, I'd be buying the milkshake. All right. <laughs> Getting you the Swig soda. Of water for the working there man. There you go, man. That's it. That's it. Clear, <laughs> clean water. No viruses. Right. But anyway, yeah. Uh, What's up? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote um, on Sundays, I spent a lot of time uh, writing pieces for MRC TV, and then they come out on Mondays. And uh, I pretty much spend all day on Sundays working on, on these stories. And um, and uh, over at Substack, I put out a lot of the stories. What I do is on Saturday nights, I'll collect a lot of stories that I've been watching and so on. I put them out at Substack Sunday morning as the Sunday morning assembly. And then some of those stories, the MRC TV people will say, okay, hey, could you write on this or write on that or write on whatever? So I wrote this one on uh, the Fifth Circuit Court coming out of Texas has a decision that is being heralded by some conservatives and even some libertarians. And I think that they are being very short sighted here. They're missing this. Uh, And this happened back with the Heller decision uh, late 2007, early 2008. I was on the radio and I read the Heller decision where Antonin Scalia wrote the majority decision for uh, um, Tony Heller. uh, And uh, he was or no, Dick Heller, Dick Heller. And he was uh, down in Washington, D.C. as a police officer and he couldn't store his his firearm at home because they wouldn't allow the firearm in the home. So he sued, went to the Supreme Court and they said, no, the Heller decision um the and the the core of it was that it is an individual right not a group right the argument was that well it's it's a militia and um you know the the militia represents the national guard and the the majority said no that's bogus but at the end of antonin scalia's decision and it was a 5-4 decision uh for the majority of the conservatives in favor of the right to keep and bear arms of which it's ridiculous you know our, our rights depend on nine people. Ridiculous. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, at the end, uh, Scalia wrote, but of course, uh, you know, it's an individual right. But of course, we all know that rights can be attenuated. Which is ridiculous. That is completely opposite of the definition of rights. That's the point of rights. It comes from Old English and Old Germanic. It pertains to right handedness and goodness. And it, it has to do with you have a right that is inherent and God-given. Right. Right. They can't be, otherwise they're not rights. They're privileges. I mean, Agreed. it's just the dumbest thing. So <laughs> I remember reading that decision that morning before I went on the air. And I said, this is one of the worst decisions in the history of this country. And all these conservatives are praising it right. because it's given this guy the ability to have his gun in Washington. But at the same time, Scalia just undercut all of rights, all rights. He just openly stated rights can be attenuated. Right. He just destroyed the definition of rights in the Heller decision. I was like, wow. people got to be nuts liking this decision. Well, I have to tell you, one person who actually caught on to that was Ann Coulter. Mm. Uh, uh, Ann Coulter, yeah. And I've met Ann. She's, she's actually really cool. And the funny thing is, as a conservative, she's a wicked deadhead, which is really funny. She's really into the Grateful Dead. Uh, and she was super nice to me like i'm really nice and uh and then the other person was glenn jacobs glenn Mm -hmm. called my show 
because we already knew each other, and he was getting ready to do a show for the WWE. He was in the arena streaming yeah. my show, and he said, Guard, I read the decision too. So this pro wrestler that morning read this 66-page Supreme Court decision. But to fast forward to now, this is a similar kind of thing coming from the Fifth Circuit out of Texas. Because what happened was there was uh, the plaintiff here was a guy named Cargill. I think his name is Michael Cargill. And um, Cargill sued Merrick Garland and the ATF saying that this bump stock ban was illegal. Now, in the decision, it was a it was a 16 member court of the Fifth Circuit and not all of them. It was actually 17 members normally, but only 16 were there. But it was a 13 to three decision majority saying, yeah, the ATF can't define bump stocks as machine guns and then say that they're going to ban them under the 1934 uh, Firearms Act or the 1960, uh, 1968 Gun Control Act or the 1986 Act that they called uh, the uh, Protection of, of Firearms Rights, which wasn't that at all, right? right. It was an attack on rights. So anyway, um, they don't need to write legislation to protect the right to keep and bear arms. That's supposedly taken care of by the Second Amendment. So anytime they're writing this stuff, you know there's a problem, right? right? So anyway, so the Fifth Circuit in Texas rules, no, the ATF cannot claim that a bump stock is a machine gun. But what they didn't do was bother to mention, by the way, the ATF is unconstitutional. By the way, the 1968 Gun Control Act is unconstitutional. These right. are judges whose offices exist because of the U.S. Constitution. They swear oaths to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. They're now domestic enemies right. because they're, they're blithely accepting as normal. It's total normalcy bias that it's okay for the ATF to exist. All they said, really, Billy Ray, was... Well, you know, the the ATF can't define bump stocks as machine guns. But if Congress had done it, then it would be okay for the ATF to ban them. I mean, it's like, so if Congress calls a cat a dog, you can right. go and round up. I mean, it's insane. It's right. it's just so stupid. So this is why this is this is the thing that drives me up the wall. The majority in this case, yeah, Michael Cargo was the guy. I mean, they, there. It's it's how many angels can dance on the head of a poisonous pen. I don't want mm. that stuck in me. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the story coming out of the Fifth Circuit, and uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where, uh, again, it's sort of like the. I I run into people so often. They they might hear about a story and they feel like it's a win for their side. Right. It's not. The right. Heller case wasn't. Oh, and by the way, that Heller thing, I ran into Dick Heller a few years later. In fact, I think it was at the same libertarian thing where I met Glenn. Mm -hmm. uh, Dick Heller was a guest there, too. We were all speaking. And um, I say, hey, what was the deal with that Scalia thing? That was really weird. Like, mm -hmm. why did he put that? And he goes, oh, you want to know what, why he did that? I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, he made a deal. Uh. It's like, what? He goes, oh, yeah. He wasn't going to get the fifth vote on his side on my case so he made a deal with one of the justices that if he added that those lines at the end that justice would come over to his side and vote in favor of me 
Mm. So it's like, so seriously, they poker dealt away the very definition of the word rights. He goes, oh yeah, that's what they did. I mean, it, it, uh, a lot of these people don't care as long as they get what they want to get out of it. So that doesn't surprise yeah. me in the least bit. But do you think um, what's going on is that uh, they are, because these are experts in the Constitution, right? It, it goes, well, it's, they're at least supposed to be given their jobs, right? Yeah, so yeah. do you think that they're doing this in ignorance of what the Constitution says? Or do you think they're willingly, willingly ignoring uh, 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 certain oh, yeah. things in order to get their way. Like they're literally just looking past it. What do you think? Uh, I think, I think they're, well, I think it's two things. I think in, in most cases they're willfully, uh, flouting the actual wording of the U S constitution and the philosophy that undergirds it, the concept of natural rights. Right. They are, because if they, if they, actually abided by that 99.9% of what the federal government does and what the states do would be completely off limits. Now, I'll give you an example, uh, just real quick. If you look at lockdowns, if you look at um, the mask regulations, any of those things that were imposed by state governments, there's a portion of the constitution called the contract clause. Mm. Contract clause prohibits any state government from interfering in already existing private contracts between employer and employees or people making a deal or anything like that. So if you've got a deal that you're going to go work for somebody and it's not in there that you have to wear a stinking mask or, you know, you know, that you got to close to, you know, then they can't tell you how you're going to operate because that's called fascism. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when you give them the finger you're like, no, sorry, that's that's not right. <laughs> so that's that's screwed up. Um, I, these people have to know it, but right. they go by these prior precedents. It's the same thing with the immigration thing. It's very clear. Anybody who sits down for five minutes will will see it. I mean, it's, right. it's a great learning experience to say, oh, yeah, that's right. It's a state purview. They're not going to touch it because that 1872 Chai Lung decision gives the federal government such power. Right. They want it to have the power. Now, on the uh, the other facet that I'll mention is in law schools, in most law schools, this is how they're trained. They're not trained to look at the actual wording of the Constitution. They're trained to look at stare decisis, at prior precedent. It gives the professors a bunch of stuff to be able to teach the students when they don't really have to teach them that much, right? right? You know, you, uh, to me, it's important to know the decisions that pulled people away from the Constitution and possible decisions that might have reaffirmed them but you don't learn them. You don't learn the ones that pull people away so that you can abide by that. Right. But this is what they do. So stare decisis is let the decision stand, essentially, and they let these decisions stand. I mean, so you look at that Chai Lung decision. That's as bad as a Dred Scott decision. You know. You know that's what? As bad the, as, the, yeah. The, the biggest problem is here, um, and I am speaking from experience. Um, the majority of the American public doesn't have a clue what the what's in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and it's not it's not being taught in in school, with the exception of the Bill of Rights. At that, right? Yeah. That's it. There yeah. is no. There should be, I think, a, a U.S. Constitution class. Right? I mean, you can teach an entire year uh, on that, two years, yeah. three years, and just get people citizens of the United States familiar with, with, uh, their, uh, base document. 
And yeah. that way there will be more heat on these people when they willingly ignore something because more people would be aware of it. You know, but but it, there's a level of interest that needs to, I don't I don't I don't understand. I don't know how. We get yeah. to that point, guard. I don't know how we get people involved to the point that they want to know about these things. Maybe we just teach it from the beginning yeah. and then hope that that people carry it on or at least give them a base knowledge of what some of these things should mean or or do mean and 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 you can uh, interpret the text a bit better, right? And get familiarity with it. Um, other than that, we're screwed because no one cares. No one knows. I know. And you know, Billy Ray, I, it, this is a, this is a tricky thing for me because mm. I think about how, um, I think it's really great to be able to teach people what the constitution says so that they can be aware about how they might be deceived or how the politicians might be ignorant and, and that sort of thing. It's, it's a constant, it's a strong, it's a, it's an energizing battle. Right. for truth right it's it's like yeah you know here's what it actually says and that guy's he, he's selling you a, a bridge you know and it's bogus <laughs> right a, at the same time i yeah. i think about how you know and i don't want to sound hopeless this is the thing but i think about how it wasn't shortly uh, the the constitution the ink on the on the article the, the constitution was seen by many of the people who participated in the re revolution as a usurpation they saw Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton wanted to toss out the Articles of Confederation because he had a lot of friends and he got them to buy the Revolutionary War bonds. And he wanted to start a central bank to be able to pay off those bonds, which those guys bought at pennies on the dollar. He wanted to pay them off at 100 percent. He right. wanted a central bank. He wanted a taxing authority. He wanted more power. So already we see the machinations back then. Then you see the Alien and Sedition Act. You see the Whiskey Rebellion. George Washington egregious error a terrible error in taking an, a military the size of the Ar army of the potomac bigger than the army of the potomac and marching on western pennsylvania to collect the excise tax right so you, you know even in those early days there was some really bad mojo right so um i don't want to sound hopeless but it does seem like i used to think that the closer people were to the period when the constitution was written the more aware they were maybe of right. what it actually said. And I think I'm still of that mindset. Yeah. And I want to try to remind people and try to educate people. I think there's some real, I feel good trying, you know, telling people about those things and, you know, feel like, yeah, I'm doing a good thing. At the same time as an anarchist, I do try to remind them, Hey, it's really not moral to have a constitution that is foist on other people. I much prefer back with um, ancient history the, the way the ancient Irish did things, the way the ancient Vikings did things, which was a, a totally voluntary thing. It's sort of like what the uh, Israelites did after they escaped from Egypt before they brought on a king. They had these sort of separate sort of tribal councils and stuff like that uh, within families and elders would judge things. So I don't I don't favor government at all because I'm, I'm opposed to the state on moral grounds. But at least if they could get back to the Constitution, it would be much better. So I'm cool with like talking about it. And reminding people, you know, like what the politicians swear to uphold. But um, I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I think there's value in educating people. It makes me feel comfortable about that, at least, you know, in the current battle, I'll say. I mean, that's a hell of a cliffhanger. We got to bring you back yeah. to that. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, we, we need we need to talk about that. And we certainly don't have enough time to do it now. But I think yeah. I side with you there at, at my core. Um, um largely anti-government 
Yeah. Um, even though you can make arguments as to why they're, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if, if needed is the right word to use, but um, you can make pro government arguments. Let's do, let's, let's, let's do that. But I don't know. I don't know where I stand overall with the whole deal. I think whatever, let's talk about that guard. Let's talk about that. You and me, we, we're going to have a talk about that in the near future. Thank yeah, you, you know what, you know what I'd somebody. love to add to that? I know we got to go, but what I'd love to add sometime too to that is um, the way that corporatism has been growing and growing and how that influences the way people look at the battle for control of government and regulations, so-called. Right. Um, because uh, I think a lot of people side with leftists thinking that if they can just get control of the government, they'll be able to regulate away all this corporate power. That's how the corporations got the power. Agreed. It's because of the government. So totally that, agreed. One hundred percent. One hundred. Great way to, to to end the show. Guard. Tell the people where they can find you. Hey. Uh. Well. Freeworld.fm coming up. Going to be awesome again. Wicked. Wicked. Big thumbs up to you, man. Um. And uh. Yeah. So we got Freeworld.fm launching soon. If people want to find out probably the latest, they can follow me on Twitter. It's at Guard Goldsmith. And uh, on Gab, I'm at Gardner Goldsmith, and I'll be posting information. I've got the Substack. People can go to the Substack right now. You can get in there for free. And uh, if you want to sign up to be a, a paid subscriber, that's cool, too. Um, so you can see the articles and videos. MRCTV.org. MRCTV.org. You'll find my articles, all my articles over there for MRCTV. My videos are posted there. The MRCTV YouTube channel. And then uh, they have Rumble as well where they're not censored. Separate from that, my Liberty Conspiracy stuff. We've got Rockfin. It's Gardner Goldsmith or Liberty Conspiracy on Rockfin. Look me up. I'll be doing my show every Monday through Friday, I hope, from 6 to 7.30. And that'll be uh, really good live. Thanks to you and Tony and all of your great, wise advice. And um, so we'll be doing that at Rockfin, 6 to 7.30 live. And then I'll be doing um, more videos and stuff for Liberty Conspiracy channels on um, Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, maybe YouTube. And one more thing. Thinking about, actually, I'm going to start this, Billy Ray. It's going to be a YouTube channel dedicated to entertainment because I used to work in script writing and stuff. And uh, movies, TV, books, stuff like that. It's going to be called Former Star Trek Writing Fellow. Dope. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk about the like, cool stuff over there. The Prestige. The greatest movie. Yeah, ever man. Yeah. We'll reveal the magic tricks. <laughs> Let's discuss it. That's dope. Okay. My name is Billy the Kid, Billy Ray Valentine. Thank you for tuning in at the Infinite Fringe. It's two in a row, ladies and gents. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing more. Uh, Lord willing here in 2023. Gardner Goldsmith, thank you so much. We appreciate you and all your work and everything you do. Thank you for taking the time to speak to you. It won't be the last, Lord willing, we will have you back. And of course, freeworld.fm. Make sure you check the description below. And you will see a link. It's a free world. Go sign up and we will tell you when we're going to launch. It's going to be cool. So uh, go ahead and do that. The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. The Infinite Fringe on Podbean.com. America Unplugged with the boys, Mr. Tony Arterburn. And of course, Don Jeffries every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on Rockfin. AmericaUnplugged.com and America Unplugged on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. You can find I think you can find America Unplugged more places than you can find the fringe. So just look it up and you'll find it. Give us a five-star rating. You know, do the whole deal. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate you. 2023 20, 20, uh, is uh, starting off with a bang. Let's end it with a bang. But, uh, you know, 
one that uh, favors us. We have a whole year, about 12 months to do this. We're going to do it. All right, ladies and gents, we're getting up out of here. Don't burn the place down while I'm gone, okay? Take it easy now. Peace.